It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this evening as we are getting closer to Christmas coming up on Wednesday. Hope everybody is enjoying the holiday. There is a lot to talk about over the next half hour as Eric Kane's going to take over at 7.30 with Producing the Facts. On today's show, I'm going to look back at signing day from last Wednesday. Tennessee signing 21 players, and I think Tennessee had a really good early signing day. The 2020 class is not complete for Tennessee. We still have the month of January to go through, and then signing day will come in February where there will be less activity for sure as Tennessee has 21 of the essentially 25 spots that will be filled closed up. But I'll tell you about what Tennessee did last Wednesday. You will hear from one of Tennessee's signees on tonight's show, Keyshawn Lawrence, the safety cornerback from Innsworth in Nashville. We'll talk about his connection with Jeremy Pruitt, his connection with members of this 2020 class, and how dangerous he thinks that could be. That's his word, dangerous. That's coming up a little bit later in the show. In the first segment, though, I want to run through what Tennessee was able to do on Wednesday. I think the biggest key in what Tennessee was able to accomplish was hitting the pressing needs to close out the early signing period. And a lot of that was up front on defense. Tennessee was able to sign defensive lineman Tyler Barron from Knoxville Catholic, a guy that we've talked about a lot in this show. Jesse Simonton of AllQuest has been by each week, and pretty much every week we've provided some kind of Tyler Barron update. He chose Tennessee over Kentucky. Tennessee was also able to land R.J. Perry from Alabama And Morvin Joseph, a former Florida State commitment. Tennessee beat out Florida and Florida State for Joseph. The Vols also signed Lyneth Whitehead, an athlete from Athens, Georgia. He could play running back or linebacker at Tennessee. He's projected right now to play running back. He'll be on the offensive side, it looks like, when he starts things out in Knoxville. And then Tennessee signed Jimmy Holiday, a quarterback who could play wide receiver, but he'll start out at quarterback in this class. He is from Madison, Mississippi, so Tennessee was able to sign two quarterbacks. Harrison Bailey, the highly touted player whose star continues to rise, it seems, in this class. He's a a 6'4", 6'5", 225-pound quarterback from Marietta. They won the state championship. Jeremy Pruitt and the coaching staff are thrilled to have Bailey in this class, and they were excited to land Jimmy Holiday last week as he flipped his commitment from TCU to Tennessee and signed with the Vols, and he will come in in the spring. So Tennessee will have both Holiday and Bailey on campus in January, and they'll both be able to go through spring practice. So right now, Tennessee projects to have five quarterbacks here in the spring, Holiday, Bailey, and then Jared Garantano, Brian Maurer, and J.T. Shrout returning. And Jeremy Pruitt talked about that on signing day on Wednesday, adding two quarterbacks in this class. Why go after multiple players at that position in the 2020 class Jeremy Pruitt talked about adding multiple signal callers. You know, one thing that I figured out a long time ago, you better keep signing quarterbacks till you got one because uh, if you don't ever have one, it's hard to win a game. Uh, so we have, we'll have five guys, really good guys on our team, and uh, the way we practice, they will all get an opportunity uh, and get the same amount of reps. So there will be lots of competition in that room, and that's going to make them all better. I think it's the right approach, and we'll see what happens with Holiday. He's a guy that, as an athlete, he can bring something to the quarterback position. Let's say that he moves to wide receiver. He could still potentially help Tennessee at quarterback. Juwan Jennings is leaving Tennessee. He's a guy that 
lined up in the offensive backfield and wildcat formation and was really effective. And I don't know if Holiday would do that immediately, but if he is able to get on the field early and being here in the spring would help with that, he could help Tennessee's offense in that role potentially. And remember, Tennessee wanted to add multiple quarterbacks throughout the process as back in the summer, Tennessee was going after Haynes King from Texas and he ended up choosing Texas A&M. That was after Harrison Bailey had committed to Tennessee. So all along, the Vols wanted to add two quarterbacks to the class. Tennessee also has Kasim Hill on campus. He's the transfer from Maryland. So when I talked about the quarterbacks, I really should have talked about six guys. I don't think right now Hill factors into the quarterback race much, but in terms of the quarterback room, he is a factor there. So Tennessee, I think, feels good about where it is at quarterback. It feels better about where things are along the defensive line. Jay Hardy did not sign with Auburn last week. So the defensive lineman from Chattanooga, who was committed to Auburn, is still up for grabs. So Tennessee has another month to try to turn him. There's also the question about the status of Darnell Washington. He did sign last week and is waiting until January 2nd to announce where he has signed. Assuming it stays secret, we will find out in about 10 days where Darnell Washington is headed. The optimism seems to be surrounding Georgia. It has appeared to be a Tennessee versus Georgia battle. Alabama, Florida, and Miami are other finalists for Darnell Washington, but the conversation over the last 72 hours or so has seemed to surround Darnell. Last week was kind of interesting in that Tuesday he said he was not going to sign on Wednesday. Wednesday he tweeted out something indicated that he had signed, and then during an interview on ESPNU he confirmed that he had signed somewhere and is just waiting until the Under Armour game on January 2nd to announce. That's the same day as the Gator Bowl, by the way, the Under Armour game kicks off at 6 o'clock in Orlando, and then Tennessee will be playing in Jacksonville at 7 o'clock. So there's a chance that Darnell Washington is making his announcement while Tennessee is playing football in the Gator Bowl. So we'll find out next Thursday, but right now the expected school, I guess I would describe it as, would be Georgia. But a lot of people are also playing the guessing game because it is, right now, a secret of where Darnell has signed. Now coaches know. Coaches know if they have received a letter of intent or not from Darnell Washington. But that's the latest update there. There will be plenty of time to talk about what Tennessee still hopes to accomplish over the next month and a half or so before the second signing day. I'll be doing that each Monday here on Football Future 7 to 7.30 every week leading up to what happens in February. But uh, Tennessee was able to hit some needs. The defensive line, I think they feel better about linebacker having signed the trio from Whitehaven, Bryson Eason, Martavius French, and Tamarin McDonald. And then Lineth Whitehead and or T. Hodge from Maryville could play linebacker. That's a possibility, I think, in this class. And then Tennessee was able to add speed. Jimmy Holiday, a lot of speed. Jimmy Callaway, Tennessee held on to him. That's another kind of news item from last Wednesday. Callaway stayed committed to Tennessee throughout the process, but continued to listen to Kentucky. Florida recruited Callaway. Georgia Tech recruited Callaway as well. It really appeared to come down to Tennessee versus Kentucky. There were several Tennessee versus Kentucky battles in this process. Tennessee went out with guys like Callaway and Barron, lost on players like Octavius Oxendine and Justin Rogers, and Kentucky signed a good class. Just about everybody in the SEC signed a really good class. When you look at the composite rankings, six of the top eight are from the SEC. Tennessee comes in at number 15 In the composite rankings, that's seventh best in the SEC. If you look at Rivals.com, Tennessee is ninth in the nation. Still seventh best in the SEC. That's also incredible. Clemson has the number one ranked class 
in the country right now. And I say right now because, remember, the rankings are going to change, and they also include unsigned players. When you look at the commitment list from the recruiting websites, that's a combination of players who have signed and players who are still committed to those schools. But if you look at rivals, Clemson is number one, Alabama number two, Ohio State is number three, and then you have six straight SEC schools, LSU, Georgia, Texas A&M, Florida, Auburn, and Tennessee. And I would say there's a pretty noticeable gap in overall talent when you look at Clemson's class, probably Alabama's class, and then Tennessee's class. Georgia's class, from a player-by-player standpoint, pretty clear advantage. But I would say, like, Tennessee versus Florida, that's an important battle, isn't it, in the SEC East? Florida's class is ranked higher, and if you look at the rankings of the individual players, it should be. Florida has 24 members in the class. Tennessee has 23. Again, that's counting commitments. But the the gap is not that wide. If you look at the average star ranking from rivals, Florida's average star rating for the players, 3.58. Tennessee's is 3.52. And, and I think that goes across the board. Like, look at Kentucky. I mentioned Kentucky has a good class. Rivals has Kentucky ranked 19th, so 10 spots below Tennessee. But part of that is probably overall numbers. The average star rating for Tennessee, 3.52. The average star rating for Kentucky, also 3.52. So there are a number of unknowns with what will happen in the month of January. Another example would be Jordan Birch is a top 10 player in the country who committed to South Carolina on Wednesday. He's from Columbia, but he did not sign. So other schools are going to continue to recruit him, including Georgia, which thought it had a really good shot heading into Wednesday and hopes to still have a good chance heading into the next signing day. So this remains fluid, and there's a lot that's still up in the air, but the majority of the class is done. 80% of Tennessee's class is done, roughly. And now the Vols will look at who's available, what needs they still have, and how they can best attack those. Tennessee hit a big need in the defensive backfield by signing Keyshawn Lawrence from Innsworth in Nashville last Wednesday. You're going to hear from him coming up next on Football Futures. More from Jeremy Pruitt as well on the in-state players. It's a big in-state class for 2020. The Vols did really well in its home state. I'll get to that coming up next on Football Futures. My name's Josh Ward as you're listening to FM 99.1, the sports team. The future of college football. Now back to your host, Josh Ward. Welcome back into Football Futures. Thank you for being here this evening. My name's Josh Ward. Eric Kane's going to take over coming up at 7.30. If you ever miss a show, an interview, whatever the case might be, you can always go back and listen in the podcast section of the WNML app as well as on the website. 991thesportsanimal.com is where you can find really anything that we do here on WNML and on the website you can keep up with the blogs and information on what's happening with the station. 991thesportsanimal.com. I think another big part of the conversation from Tennessee's signing day last Wednesday is how well Tennessee did in-state. Tennessee signed a lot of the top players in the state of Tennessee, which is different from what we saw in 2019. I also think Tennessee's staff put a greater emphasis on the players inside the state of Tennessee this year compared to a year ago. I think Tennessee valued more players inside the state of Tennessee this year, and that ended up getting Tennessee guys like Keyshawn Lawrence, ranked the top player in the state of Tennessee, Amari Thomas, Tyler Barron, and then and when you look at the Whitehaven trio, Bryson Eason, Martavius French, Tamarian McDonald, that really helped with Tennessee going into Memphis as then they went and got Amar Thomas, who I mentioned a moment ago, as well as Jabari Small, a running back who is also from Briarcrest Christian, so a teammate of Amar Thomas who will be 
at Tennessee uh, next year. So Tennessee needed help at running back. They were able to get Jabari Small. Also, um, Cooper Mays at Knoxville Catholic. He's a really important part of this class as well, one of the top ten players in the state of Tennessee, a legacy player, and he's a guy that could really develop there in the interior of Tennessee's defensive line. If Brandon Kennedy is able to get that sixth year and come back and play next year, perhaps Cooper could be waiting in line to take over that starting spot in 2021. So I I just think Tennessee feels really good about this class. You're going to hear from one of those members of the in-state class in just a moment, Keyshawn Lawrence. Before that, though, Jeremy Pruitt talked about the in-state signees for Tennessee and the important group that it is and how maybe they want to help build something at Tennessee and get the Vols back to a championship level. Here's Jeremy Pruitt last Wednesday on signing day talking about the impact of the in-state 2020 class for Tennessee. Well, I believe these 10 guys from this state um, have a lot of pride in the University of Tennessee. They wanted to represent their home state. Um, They have goals for how they want their next four years to turn out. They've really took it upon themselves to recruit each other and to recruit other guys out there. Uh, I'm excited to have these guys here. They all have great character. They're leaders. And they're guys that I want to be attached to and, and we want in our program, and the guys on our team wanted them in our program. So I, I really believe that these guys will um, help continue to lay the foundation for years to come. Tennessee fans are certainly hoping that's the case. That's Jeremy Pruitt talking about the in-state players who signed with Tennessee. And as I mentioned last segment, the Vols have Jay Hardy, who's still out there unsigned. He's committed to Auburn, a defensive lineman from Macaulay in Chattanooga. Reggie Grimes also is unsigned. He is the defensive end from Ravenwood in the Nashville area. He is committed to Oklahoma. Right now, there does not seem to be much connecting Grimes to Tennessee. Perhaps something could change there in the next month or so, but uh, Jay Hardy would be the in-state player to pay attention to. If Tennessee could flip him, if in February he signs with the Vols, man, that would really take the in-state class and the class overall to another level. Tennessee, I think, would love what its defensive line would look like with Jay Hardy if he were to change his mind. Tennessee already feels good about the group it has up front on defense, which it really needed to address. Tennessee needed to find some defensive linemen in this 2020 class. Now, the top player, perhaps, in the state of Tennessee, maybe the top player in this class for Tennessee, is Keyshawn Lawrence. He's a defensive back from Innsworth and Nashville. I interviewed his coach, Rock Batten, last week on Sports 180, and he talked about Keyshawn's versatility, his ability to play corner, safety, nickel, And I had a chance to talk to Keyshawn as well. Excuse some of the popping in this interview. Sorry about that. But I thought it was a good conversation. Wanted to bring part of it to you. Talking to Keyshawn Lawrence about his relationship with Jeremy Pruitt, his ability to play a number of positions in Tennessee's defensive backfield. And also, starting out here, Keyshawn talked about the role he believes he played in helping get more players to Tennessee as he went from being a player who was recruited to Tennessee to a guy who was recruiting on behalf of the Vols. Here's Keyshawn talking about the role he played in recruiting for Tennessee. Uh, I think I played a major role just because uh, myself and committed early. It's just like a big thing for me. Personally, I did it intentionally just so I can recruit. So, like, I know it wasn't like I don't have to, that I have to, or whatever the case may be, but I just feel like if if a person on that team is like, willing to reach out to another person, another player, that he's like competing against in, the, in his own state, and like he and like to show that you really care for him and want to play with you then I mean like what what a better way to say like be my teammate, you know? 
Like, I know it's good to hear from a coach or whatever the case may be, especially, like, Coach Fluenda, like, coach that we have, like, since they're so good of, of being coaches. But just hearing another player, like, if I, if I, like another player came up to me and was like, I want you to come play for us this week. You can, we can do, we can do this, this, and this. It's pretty good. Like, just know that you can have, like, your backup, like, the person behind you or the person beside you having, like, your back, no matter what on that field. So I was just really trying to build chemistry already, even though when we worked out, especially, like, um, just me being, like, a, I guess you could say, like, a big name. So it helped a little bit. So, Yeah, and what do you think that can mean for the class that you guys have already created that connection? So before you guys even arrive in Knoxville, you've maybe developed a little bit of chemistry. <clears throat> do you think that can be there? Oh, for sure. It's like, I think it's dangerous. Like, we already coming in, like, as brothers, basically. Like, we all have, like, that same, like, chemistry. The way we all joke around already, we already know, like, how each other, like, how we can buy each other up, how we can, like, pump each other up by, like, already just, like, just by talking to each other. Like, we all been on the business together. Yeah, it's just crazy because, like, once we take that same mentality that we, like, talk to each other every day and, like, just, like, slowly transitioning it, like, to the field, in a weight room, like, we're going to school every day. Like, that's crazy. Like, so, so I hope, like, it could build, like, pretty good chemistry. I'm talking to defensive back Keyshawn Lawrence signed with Tennessee out of Innsworth in Nashville. Keyshawn, how would you describe the Tennessee fan base on social media, on Twitter? How much you hear from oh. them? How, how would you describe that? But it's the craziest thing ever. Like, no matter what I do, they always support us. Like, they're the most supportive fan base ever, like, been a part of our experience. Like, it's just crazy. And it's funny just to see, like, everything they had, like, had to say about it, just being so tuned in, you know what I'm saying? So, it's they're, they're the best. What did you think when you saw that, uh, when you first started to, I guess, realize how passionate Tennessee's fan base is? Oh, it was crazy. It was um, just based on Twitter. I'm not really, I don't really, like, get on Twitter a lot, but when I do, like, tune into Twitter, and I just see, like, all the, like, things they say, like, I really, I can really tell you, the only time I see something negative was, like, before I even really knew about Twitter. I, I really have all the time I've been tuning to Twitter, there's been like so much positivity, like no matter what. Even when I like like tickle with other teams, like the a little bit, they would just be like, No, like we need you here. Like so it was pretty cool. What kind of connection were you able to create and, and build, I guess, through a relationship? How would you describe that with Jeremy Pruitt and, and the coaches, Derek Ansley, of course being the defensive coordinator? I think it's pretty solid because they're both DB like DB tech savvy guys, so uh, they're pretty good with the, what they do, and, I, and they compare me to a lot of guys that he's coached as well. Like, so I think we're, we have a pretty stout like relationship. Like, I know them pretty well. I, I've been to their house. I know the families. Uh, he talks about family all the time. Me being such an early recruit and getting like to know them personally on another level is pretty good. So I feel like we have a pretty stout relationship, and I couldn't ask for a better uh, head coach in my college career. Yeah, with uh, with the history that Jeremy Pruitt has coaching defensive backs, as you mentioned some of the names that right. he passed along to you, how, how much did that factor in <clears throat> when you considered Tennessee, and, and what do you think that might mean uh, in terms of what Jeremy Pruitt can do for you as a player and helping you develop? It has a lot to do with like a lot of influence with it just because like knowing the background that he has and like what he can put me in my position. And especially, like, I've been hearing a lot that he's just the best, like, defensive guy, like, around, you know. He's a defensive mindset. just the best mindset that you can have. But, um, like, Jalen Ramsey, the Mark Barons, like, all the guys in Alabama, like, so far, and at Florida State before that, like, it just goes on and on. And uh, Derek, uh, Coach Envy himself, being the, like, being under Coach um, Pruitt's wing, he, he learned a lot and he knows a lot. So it's just, like, they just bounce off each other. So it, is, it like, connects. So well, so it is good. 
Yeah, talking to Keyshawn Lawrence, I was talking to your your high school coach earlier today, and he was talking about your ability to play corner, safety, nickel, the star position that Tennessee has. Uh, he was talking about your versatility. Is is there a place where you think you fit yeah. in best? What do you think about how you might project at the next level as a defense back? I don't want to hold myself. I don't want to limit myself to anything. I, I feel like I can do a lot of things. Yeah, I, I think I, I feel like I'm pretty versatile. Whatever comes first comes more natural. That's why I'll stick with it soon. Like with my mindset, I think I probably like try to move around a little bit. I don't want to just limit myself to one thing. Tennessee defensive back signee Keyshawn Lawrence, one of the top players in Tennessee's 2020 class, which has a bunch of really good players. Uh, I skipped over several players in this conversation here. The segment we'll have more time as football futures is here. Every Monday from 7 until 7.30, I didn't talk about Jalen Hyatt, a wide receiver who I think has a chance to help Tennessee immediately, former teammate of Bryce Thompson. Hyatt, Callaway, and Jimmy Holiday add speed to the class, which Tennessee needed on the offensive side. Tennessee flipped Danico Slaughter, the defensive back who had been committed to Arizona State. He's from Roswell, Georgia. He's a guy that could play a number of spots in the defensive backfield. And then the offensive line group, I think Tennessee feels good about with Cooper Mays, James Robinson, Javante Spragans. Kyrie Miller is unsigned right now. He did not sign last week. He's an offensive lineman, big kid, 370, 380 pounds from Mesquite, Texas. So we'll see what happens there. And you'll probably see a few names pop up on the board for Tennessee. You'll see some movement there. But a lot of the class is done for Tennessee. And I think Tennessee feels really good about what it has right now. And then let's see what they do once they get to campus because that's really what determines the story here. How do these players develop? Do you avoid injuries? Do you avoid bad luck? Do you make some of your own luck? And what happens at quarterback? If you have a really good quarterback in this class, and Tennessee for sure could, that will affect how we look at this class down the line as well. That is going to do it for Football Futures. Remember to check out the WNML app and online, 991thesportsanimal.com. Thanks to Sam Foreman for producing the show tonight. My name's Josh Ward. I appreciate you hanging out. Eric Kane is coming up next with Producing the Facts on FM 99.1, The Sports.